Warning. The Humps Podcast is rated 18 plus for sexual content and graphic language. Listener discretion is advised. Good day, everyone, and welcome back to Humps. My apologies for being MIA more frequently recently. I am trying really hard to get this done weekly. It is a lot more work than I anticipated, (laughs) and I thought once a week was going to be a great idea. I was like, I can do this. Once a week isn't hard. People sometimes do these three times a week, and I know I can't do that. And um, let me tell you, once a week is harder than than I think most people would realize. <laughs> I know that today some of you were hoping to hear another sex toy review or sex product review. Unfortunately, I haven't gotten around to finishing up testing out those products to give a review that I'm happy with. So we are going to be moving along with other subjects that I'm currently looking at, thinking about, dealing with, what have you, and uh, talking about those instead. And I will be touching back on the sex toy stuff. It's just going to be a bit further than I was hoping. I'm noticing as well that maybe I shouldn't tell you guys what's coming up next because I seem to change my mind a lot. Um, so on a journey, I appreciate you guys' patience. I'm so sorry for being all over the place, but, uh, I think I'll just be pleasantly unpredictable from now on because that works a bit better for me. So today we're going to be talking about a presentation that I took part in with Chevy Rabbit. And when I say I took part in, I was somebody who watched this presentation from home. Uh, it's... <laughs> This episode's not going to be any in any way shape or form funny or humorous. Like there there's going to be deep and serious content today. I don't know about sad. I I do feel sad about some of it, but I do feel like it's important to talk about some of the stuff that she's bringing up and creating more awareness and learning how to help those in these positions. And just learning more in general about people who are part of the Aboriginal and or trans and or both communities. So this event was held October 20th at 6.30pm and it was a hybrid event. Apparently you could be there in person or via the webcam. And... From what I could gather, most people were at home. I don't know if anybody was there in person, actually. It it was a bit of a struggle to get this event going, it seemed like, because originally it was booked, I think it was rebooked at least once, and then we got her for October 20th. And I was ecstatic for this presentation because uh, Chevy Rabbit is an advocate who is transgender Cree. So it was really interesting to think about talking to somebody who's trans because I personally don't know anybody who's transgender and I want to learn as much as humanly possible about those who go through transitioning and what their lives are like and just to create clarity, understanding and just to learn. I love to learn about these things. And then on top of that, she's not only trans, she's also Cree. So now I would have the opportunity to learn about people who are Aboriginal. I was super pumped. I was like, this is going to be really interesting and feel like a very unique experience. 
So for anybody who's wondering, when I mentioned earlier that Chevy Rabbit was an advocate, for those of you who don't know what an advocate is, because I certainly did not when I looked at the poster for this on the website, was, according to Google, a person who publicly supports or recommends a particular cause or policy. And the other thing I figured out about advocates, thanks to Chevy's explanation, is advocacy usually is something that is done free of charge. They're doing a lot of the things that they are doing without charging for their time. So she does a lot of events and nobody pays her. And I thought that was so crazy. I cannot imagine all the work she puts in a day for all these things and not be able to get paid for it. I <laughs> I could not imagine. I really respect her for it though. I really got some clarity as to what life is like for an advocate. Mind you, I probably could get a better perspective if we had a bit more time with her. The meeting we had only really lasted a little over an hour because it ended at 7.45, unfortunately. I will now read you guys what it said for the, um, I wouldn't say, it was basically the advertisement on the website for Aspish. And this is what it said on the sign itself or the banner, what have you. <laughs> It said, free event, join Chevy Rabbit as she shares her story of being an Indigenous trans woman growing up in small town Alberta. Chevy Rabbit is a philanthropist, public educator, media contributor, artist, and Cree journalist. Chevy was born and raised in the small town of Pinoka and will share her story of growing up in rural Alberta as a Cree trans woman. Chevy comes from a Cree politically active family and has become one of Alberta's top human rights advocates for gender minorities. Through her advocacy work with the province of Alberta and numerous other organizations, she has been able to create the changes she aims to see in the world and to carve out a space for others like herself. So that was what you read if you wanted to take part in this event. This event was free, which I mean, I'm not going to lie, that's what made it more enticing, of course, because... Money's already a hard thing to keep in my pocket <laughs> with all the courses I'm trying to take. So I was going to take any opportunity I have to take part in a free event that would help me learn more. So I did a bit of a deeper dive. This episode won't only be covering what I learned from the presentation, but also some articles that I read later on after the presentation about Chevy, just to get a better idea of who I was actually speaking to, because I only got to learn so much about her with the time period that we had. So here's a few of the things that I found. Uh, she received top 40 under 40 in 2017 and is the first trans person to receive that honor. She's part of Treaty 6. She's been an advocate for over 12 years. She got attacked by three men in 2012 just because of her appearance and they were yelling out homophobic slurs. And I had seen an interview as well where she had mentioned that during this attack, she wasn't exactly femme representing as she is now. She was more in a gender fluid phase in her life. And uh, then the other things that came up for stuff that she's done was she created the hate to hope rallies as a result of her attack. This rally is for groups of individuals 
who have experienced hate for a wide range of reasons, whether it be like sexuality, race, or most recently, the one that I saw was homelessness. It allows people to gather and connect so that they don't feel alone. It allows a place to have a voice and make a difference and have hope to create a future filled with hope. And mind you, that's my interpretation. Chevy has worded it multiple other ways, just mentioning that it was a place to gather for those who felt that they had been put down for whatever reason. Uh, She carries the following titles of educator, advocate, makeup artist, journalist, top 25 human advocates by Alberta's premier and recipient of hate crime awareness. The other thing is, is that if you want to see any of these credentials, they are on her social media pages, which I did put the links to in my show notes. So if you guys want to follow her, learn more about her, I did put Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook down there. So you'll be able to kind of go about those and even do some Googling because why not? So when the presentation began, Chevy out the gate seemed very done with her day. She was very tired, seemed like. Uh, She had mentioned a few times at the beginning of this presentation that she had currently been doing a lot of stuff and was feeling a little overwhelmed. And that right out of the gate made me feel kind of bad. I was like, oh, and now we're draining more of your energy. How dare we? (laughs) I was so excited for this. And yet I felt bad because I just felt like maybe we should let her rest because she she looks tired. She needs she needs some time. (laughs) She didn't have a presentation ready for us. And she told us that she would prefer to talk to us without a script. And I had heard her say multiple times that she's just sick of trying to tell people what they want to hear. She just wants to be honest and just offer just that raw information and let it flow because that's the way she preferred to present her story and her journey and all of the things that she's trying to do is just as she felt the need to bring it up or just let it flow with what was currently being discussed. Her family never judged her or her feelings and she was respected and not treated differently for being trans. I thought that was interesting because I live in a small town community where you can be easily judged for being gay. It's not as bad as it used to be, but to think that a community didn't even notice or bother a person about being very femme was enlightening it it made me happy to hear actually like I was so happy to hear that there's a community of people out there who don't look at someone who feels either like they're in the wrong skin or is attracted to the the same sex or whatnot and they just put everybody at the same level because that's what we're trying to be we're trying to have everybody at the same level because we're all human at the end of the day and I just thought it was so great that her family and the indigenous culture doesn't seem to judge based on how you present or any of those things that a lot of people within communities surrounding them do. She did experience bullying at school for being feminine, but ironically, as an adult, the people who bullied her became her friends, which gave me hope because, I mean, 
so often we have kids that are mean to us when we're young and then there's no way of kind of talking our way through it as adults and then growing something from that, right? Like you just had these awful experiences with these people and that's just kind of where it ends. It's nice to know that she made connections with those who were not the kindest in her youth, but took the time to be kind to her now as adults. Uh, Chevy mentioned that she felt pushed into being an advocate. She said that a lot of people had told her that she had a really good connection with people and that she was good at speaking at these events. So it kind of pushed her out of her original path, which was to be a professional popular makeup artist and have a makeup artistry school. She is a very creative person and she really uses makeup as her creative outlet. But then after her attack and everything and her starting to do some advocacy or more advocacy, she then put advocacy at the forefront of her life. And it also kind of resonated with her family's journey because a lot of her family is involved in politics to make for a better world. It, it was very confusing because she seemed proud of her advocacy, but you could tell a part of her was sad because she really just wanted to be a makeup artist and enjoy that journey without having to go through what she was going through now just because she was different than others. Chevy expressed that she had frustration that some people had easier access to surgeries and that people had financial advantages. She wishes that the world was more fair because for her, she doesn't, she doesn't have a lot of money. Surgeries aren't as accessible for her. And as much as she would like to have some surgeries to become more feminine, it's very much still out of reach it seems like and I can understand how that would be very frustrating because then you see other people that are on the same journey as you but since they have more money they just get everything they need right away or want right away and it's not even done with a lot of effort it's just kind of given to them just based on money and status and it's very frustrating she just wishes that everybody would kind of be equal and you all got the same opportunities that way. Everybody got what they needed to make their lives better. More struggles that she mentioned was that the healthcare system in Edmonton was not up to date on how to help trans people, which is curious to me because I don't know what that means. And I really wanted to ask her. But given the present mood of the presentation, I didn't feel okay asking her questions she seemed very drained and it very much felt like she just wanted time to herself and I don't blame her in the slightest it just it made me hold back a lot of questions because I didn't want to bother her she mentioned that her family has also been targeted and her she herself has been targeted and stalked just because of who she is as a person, which is so unfortunate because she's not hurting anyone. I don't understand these things because there is no reason to target or stalk people simply 
because they don't have the same belief systems or same values as you. The thing that I believe in is that if you are not hurting anyone, then there is no problem. If you're just doing you and living your life, just leave that person alone. They're not hurting anybody. I don't understand this constant desire for aggression. It does not make sense. It has never made sense to me. And I'm very saddened that Chevy has to live that reality with her family when all she's trying to do is help people and allow people to have a voice who are scared to have a voice because their lives could very well be in danger just for telling people that they're trans or they're gay. And that's still unfortunately a reality for some people out here. And I hope that we're closer to a future where that's not going to be a problem, but we don't really know when that future will be, unfortunately. She also mentioned that she felt poked and prodded like a science project because now as an advocate, she has to speak about her private life, how she feels, how she sees things, and shares a lot of her experiences with the world. And she gives a lot of her personal life out. So she mentioned to us after a question was asked about being Indigenous, that she just likes to keep more of that private because it's something she can keep for herself, which made me super sad because I was so excited to learn about the Cree community and just Indigenous culture. I was so excited. And to be told that this was something she kept private, I didn't want to go against what she wanted. But I felt so sad. <laughs> I was like, I really wanted to learn. And I feel like, that's just completely out of the question because it is, unfortunately. There was somebody that asked Chevy how you could help advocates. And her response was that you can help people within her field by having compassion, giving space, help build them up and become an ally. Just in general, help them out so that their message gets to more people and that you are helping them see the difference that they are trying to make. Just help them out and understand that they are human. They're people. They need time. They need compassion. They need, they need empathy. They need all of those things. They need a support group because what they're doing is difficult and requires a lot of time and effort. And they deserve people supporting them because they're trying to make for a better world. I do think at the end of the day, though, with this presentation that I wish she would have just rescheduled it. I might, I mean, I don't know her schedule either. I don't know if she has a lot of time on her hands. I wouldn't suspect she would. So I understand how me saying that might come across the wrong way. But the only reason I mention it is because I just wish that we would have had someone there who was ready to just I was hoping to have someone who didn't feel exhausted didn't feel like they didn't want to be there I wanted somebody who was excited for this event and as much as I know that she stands by her values and wants to do good I feel like she needed time and she was just so tired and I wish I would have had a better experience with this because at the end of that presentation I didn't feel very good about it 
because I felt like I was one of the scientists poking and prodding her for information when all I wanted to do was understand more about what she was doing and what her message was and to figure out how to help her out. And it just didn't feel like it came across that way just because of the mood of the whole thing. It just felt very forced and I, I hate I hated that feeling. I definitely sat down for a while by myself after that presentation to kind of gather myself emotionally because I felt awful about that presentation. I just felt like we invaded her space and I, I did not like that. And I, I did ask her a couple of questions. Like I, I was the one who asked about her indigenous culture because I asked if she identified as two-spirit. And she did try to answer the question. I didn't fully understand her answer, which is why I didn't really cover it. And that was when she immediately mentioned after that she likes to keep her culture to herself. And I was like, okay, that's not good. <laughs> I didn't do good there. I feel like I've stepped on a line without meaning to. I also asked her what was the moment that she feels that she was most proud of so far as being an advocate and then she she had to shut her screen off because I made her cry and that made me feel even worse because I just I wasn't asking it to make her sad I was asking because I wanted to learn and it was just it was all kinds of not great I just my heart bled for her it really did because I can't I as a straight well straight heteroflexible white female will not understand half of what she's gone through and I know that I can't fully understand I can't live her life or live through her experiences but I do my best to empathize to understand those who have been through hard times simply because they're not part of the majority and it just I felt like a bad person because I made her cry without wanting to, and it's still bothering me if that wasn't obvious as of yet. I hope that I can talk to her again one of these days, maybe at a Hate to Hope rally, if she gives me a moment. I would love to sit down with her when her batteries are charged. I feel like I could learn so much more from her. Everybody could. And I just want to respect her space, and the time she needs. I really love cultural diversity and I enjoy learning more about what makes us unique to learn from each other and to get better and be better. And I would like to speak to somebody who's very open about Aboriginal culture to give me the privilege to understand it a bit more and see the beliefs and systems that they've created because it's very different from mine. And I hope that the future ahead holds less hate and we start looking more at how our differences make us stronger and make things more interesting instead of using these differences as means to tear people down. I do hope that you guys go and support Chevy Rabbit on any platform that she's on and if you're in Edmonton or near Edmonton to maybe go to one of her rallies or to support one of her events. She is working for an amazing cause and she is a big voice right now.
I respect her so much for everything that she has done and accomplished. She has done so much. And like I said, I hope I have the day where I can talk to her again. And this time, it'll be hopefully better. I thank you guys for sitting through this one, even though it was a bit serious and sometimes a bit dark. We will be seeing you guys hopefully next week if everything works out. And I hope you guys have a good rest of your day. Thank you. Bye.